was four nights before Christmas on the squared circle's mat. Not a pinfall was counted, nor a submission tapped. The championship belts were hung with pride in hopes that Ryback would not step inside. The fans were nestled all snug in their seats while Jey Uso danced and began to eat. And backstage behind the curtain so tall, not even CM Punk was involved in a brawl. When out to the stage there arose such a clatter, I asked for a name, but the rock said it doesn't matter. Away to the entrance ramp I flew a flash, tore open a quad, there lay Kevin Nash. The titantron flickered with a shimmering glow as Pyro exploded behind Cody Rhodes. The moon on the breast of the wrestling show, the crowd joined in as he yelled, Whoa! When what to my wondering eye should appear, but Roman Reigns with a devastating spear. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Solo, now Heyman, now Jimmy, on Randy, on Knight, on AJ, on Kevin. To the top of the turnbuckle, to the top of the cage, Christian and Copeland prepare to engage. Could it be a fight to the death? It's better the devil you know. Just ask MJF. The microphone held tight in his hand. He spoke to the audience, the best in the land. He sprang to his sleigh as he swerves when he drives, and away they all flew, rising high. But I heard him exclaim as he soared out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good fight. Ho, 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 t'was the Thursday before Christmas, and you know what that means. Welcome to Christmas Clash. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe, and the end is nigh for 2023. What a rollercoaster year it's been for wrestling and for us here on Max, but we are nowhere near through just yet. Rollercoaster indeed, but coming up tonight, we have three, not one, not two, but three promo showdowns and a trivia battle. Plus, AJ Styles returns to the WWE and all the Continental Classic from AEW and the beauty from it all. Before we get into all that, of course, make sure you're helping us out. So go subscribe to the beautiful YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Max Wrestling. Hit us up on all the beautiful audio platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher for all you crazy folks out there. And, of course, for all the fun links, check out the website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Absolutely. And as usual, we're going to kick it off with... That was awesome and cheap heat. We asked you yesterday in the Facebook group to sound off on what you like and didn't like about this past week in wrestling. If you're not part of the Facebook group, come and join the conversation. Everybody's welcome. As we always say, don't try to sell us shit or post any porn. Please and thank you. (laughs) So uh, we're going to ask you to bring the cheap heat, but first we're going to start off nice with that was awesome. Right, so we uh, we got responses from two people. That, that's that's double last week. Uh, I was like, it's just more than just Kenny, so we'll take it. <laughs> um, Chris Reed loves the fact that actually, wait a minute, now I'm going the wrong way. Um, he's happy that the storyline is going on between Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, yeah, um, I kind of wish they'd have kept like first match until a PLE or mm-hmm. like a big, big maybe day one. But, yeah, um, make it a big deal. Uh, I mean, at least the feud's still going. Like that wasn't the one and only match. They didn't just throw the whole feud away on free TV. Yeah, thank God. 
Um, I don't think it was announced, but I'm guessing they are going to face each other on day one. Um, oh, yeah, AEW's influence. There we go again, turning like regular episodes of Raw and SmackDown into light pay-per-views. Uh, we got day one and New Year's Revolution. I'm not complaining, but... Uh, I, I, I'm not either, but I also don't <laughs> want to hear it on the other side of the spectrum, you know what I mean? <laughs> um... Yeah, so we had one point each from Chris. I'll get into what he thought was cheap heat in the next segment. Travis also uh, got involved in the conversation. Um, (laughs) He loves two things. AJ Styles is back and jacked. Hell yeah. And R-Truth kicking JD McDonough out of Judgment Day. (laughs) Best. Best. (laughs) It's so Uh, much fun having Truth back. Truth, I must say, truth is on a whole new level of our truth and stuff out right now. You know what I mean? It is. This is not your old truth. He's on a new level, and I love it. Um, and then yeah, I. Wow, calm down, AJ. Like, relax, bud. You you you're in your forties out here looking like a shit brick house. God Same damn. with Randy. I mean, well, we, I mean, we kind of expected that from Randy, and I mean, he's been on the bigger side before, but then he had plenty of time, got gigantic. Yeah. But AJ, AJ went from like being like the skinny guy to he got some muscle, and then now he looks like he's trying to be bigger than John Cena, like on purpose. <laughs> oh, good. oh, good luck with that one. It's, Cena, but, Cena was a freak. It, that is true. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't think I can add anything else to the pot that was really, really good this week. Obviously, the Continental Classic is flying. Um. I was gonna say that's its own that's its own little gimmick in all reality. I mean, but yeah, no, besides, those were the two like biggest things. So I mean, I, I I really can't think of anything better. Again, now, outside of like, you know, quality wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I'm liking how Swerve is really coming forward as a face of the company right now. Yeah. Uh, that's beautifully put. Thank you. It's more than just, uh, you know, hey, let's push Swerve and the bad guy thing or whatever have you. Like, he's even got Daddy Khan ha- hooking him up with the fucking Jaguar cheerleaders and the mascot coming out to the theme and shit. And I'm just like, first off, that doesn't get you a little excited, even as like somebody that doesn't know who the fuck Swerve is. Yeah, and like, the Grinch. The Grinch was doing the Swerve dance. That's right. The Grinch was doing the Swerve dance. <laughs> I was like, oh, See, God. The Grinch never hated Christmas. He just hated people, which is fair. That's true. It's just, well, hey, who can blame him then? <laughs> who can blame him? Especially when he meets wrestling fans. Jeez. Oh, they're, they're a bunch. Let's just say that. They're a bunch. Yeah, love entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, there's a lot more negativity than it's positivity. Surprise. It's been a pretty good week, but we got more negative points than positive. So let's take a look at the cheap heat. All right, so let, I'm going to kick it off with Chris Reed. Uh, the fact that Liv Morgan got arrested, uh, something he wasn't too happy about. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call that cheap heat, though. That's just, I think that just, we, we, we know who Liv is now. Or, uh, well, no, that I kind of had was, a feeling she was always on that side of life. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, she lives on a farm with Bo Dallas. This is the truth. This is true. They got their own farm. They got their own farm. They do some things. They do some stuff. Okay, wait a minute. No, I'm getting fucking her and Mandy Rose fucking mixed up. What did Liv do? 
uh, Liv got arrested for basically having weed. And I don't know. I, don't I thought that was I thought that was Mandy Rose. And that was Liv. Oh no, no, pause. Not Mandy Rose. Uh, uh. No, yeah, no, no, not, yeah, Mandy Rose. Not fucking Jack. I haven't heard of whole... Mandy doing anything actually. Okay, well then it was then it was Liv. I guess I could have sworn it was somebody. Okay, whatever. But it yeah, was no. a blonde chick. So, it was a blonde <laughs> chick. But yeah, but the point that of the matter was chick. Yeah, there you go. The point of the matter is. Yeah, it sucks, dude. Like, you guys are getting busted for fucking weed. But then we find out that it's not weed. It's synthetic weed. Mm, which is rider. way worse. Way worse. Maybe she grew it herself. You know what? Again, Like farm. I said, they got the farm. They got the farm. <laughs> um, On the bright side, though, I, I don't believe there's any heat on her from WWE. They suspended her, obviously, for 30 days. Um, for violating the wellness policy because, I mean, like you just said, it was a synthetic type because actual, like, normal weed isn't on the wellness policy anymore. No, but and, and, in, and in reality, she wouldn't have been arrested for it. She would have been, like, written a ticket. Because oh, it was all the, all the legal stuff when it comes down to weed or whatever, she would have been okay, but the second it was synthetic weed, not real weed, you fucker yourself. So... I'm certainly like, watching you now. Yeah, they are. Uh, I found it funny, though, they suspended her for 30 days. I'm like, suspended from what? She's been off TV for months. I was going to say, had she even been around? Last time she was on TV, they wrote her off because she was injured with Ronda Rousey. And since that then, long? Ronda Rousey has retired and returned to wrestling and debuted and left ROH. Right, I was gonna say, I was like, yeah, she already made a whole ass run in Ring of Honor, and you know what I mean, like, <laughs> oh, during this time, and we still haven't seen Lib, but you're gonna suspect, oh, okay, whatever. That's, I guess. Um, well, hey, you know what? This is this is the company where I'm gonna insert my own fucking cheap. This is the company where they're using Ridge Holland to literally garner negativity. Yeah, that's. I can't make up my mind if that is brainless or genius. The fact that he legit has injured people and probably ended Big E's career and now they're using him in a storyline where he's injuring Dragunov and dropping him on his head. Yeah. So, again, weird shit from this company. I don't expect anything less from WWE. This is a company that loves to use people's real deaths as storylines. Or at least did. Frankly, they haven't done anything with Bray. Knock on wood. Knock yeah, well, on wood. well, Vince ain't in creative anymore, so. I'm, but I'm but this sure. is NXT we're talking about, so this this is Shawn Michaels booking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so again, very very questionable stuff. Uh, but I mean, whatever. I you know, I guess getting you know positive attention is not good enough. We also need to get negative attention as well. Yeah, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when Sean was going over the storyline with Ridge. They're ever going to use you to injure people. But you know, I legit have injured people. Yeah, it'd be funny. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be funny. I I, I could probably hear that now. (laughs) Eh, Come on, I'm going to get a kick out of it. Like, no, who's who's they? Who's they? I don't know anybody they is going to get a kick out of somebody getting injured. Uh, Oh, yeah, Hunter's going to laugh. This is going to be great. You're going to pop the boys in the top. Like, what the fuck? Maybe, Maybe Dog will find it funny, too. There you go. Oh, yeah, fucking get on Road Dog's good side, friend. Like, no. 
Um, keeping with the women as well, Travis said, two biggest things he doesn't like. It feels like the women's division in both AEW and WWE have been a bit bland, boring for a while. Um, I can agree to an extent, but we're definitely seeing more from Julia and uh, Sky and, you know, that whole rivalry they got going on in AEW where they're now partners. Don't forget how great Tony Storm is right now. Tony Storm, timeless as always. Um, but excellent commentary. Other than that gimmick development, I can kind of see how like there isn't much going into the women's division in AEW. Like, mm-hmm. and you make, for the no, for the Julia sense. thing, we're only seeing that really on on Collision. Yeah. You got to be kind of a hardcore right now to really understand, to really know what's going. Like the pay per view, oh, hey, you know that Julia Hart won the fucking TBS title. But now, if you're not following, you don't know. Yeah. And, and once again, the, the TBS title is not on CBS. No, it, but you know, it's always on TNT. Why? Too many belts. Just change the name. <laughs> just change the What? Ring of Honor just came out with the fucking women's TV title. Mm. Ta da. That's going to have some cheap heat. No, the people's reaction was cheap fucking heat. They wanted (laughs) to garner heat out of nothing. It's a title. There's nothing wrong with guys having more belts. There's nothing wrong with companies having mid-card titles to help put people over. uh, Technically, this is Ring of Honor, too. They've only got one women's title. I was just going to say. I was like, so it's not like they have the women's tag and the women's this and the da-da-da-da and the other... No, it's all they have is the women's belt. Now you have a, a mid-card women's belt. Cool. Yeah. I, it, so it's proud. just like AEW having the women's world and then the TBS titles. It's the exact same. Um, but man, people complain about AEW having too many titles. These people obviously do not watch New Japan. They got a, a title for every division, every mm-hmm. fucking place on the card. <laughs> This is true, but that's but because that's the whole idea. They use them as okay. Well, they mean something, even yeah. though you're in the junior division and you're a juniors tag champ. You still have the opportunity to prove to the heavyweight tag division that you could do something. Okay, awesome. Same thing with the junior heavyweight, because most of the time the fucking junior heavyweight and heavyweight champ Clyde at some point, especially during New Year's, which oh, is something yeah. they do. So it, it again, it's fucking stop being. Fucking crybabies because, you know, you're like, I don't want the 24-7 title. Bring me back the hardcore title. So you wanted to get rid of a belt to bring in a belt, and then they add some belts, and you're like, okay. So shut up. Shut up. And and let's be honest. The hardcore title, when it became 24-7, was goofy as shit anyway. Hella goofy. Goofier than the hardcore already was. Yeah, it it was cool when, you know, Al Snow was getting pinned, wrapped in a chain-link fence in the Mississippi River. But then that, or just... you would, or you'd see the fucking two old guys, Briscoes and, and Patterson, oh, pinning each other when they were sleeping. Yeah, Comedy, yeah, that's baby. when it was twenty four seven. Um, oy, oy, oy. what else, Travis? Say, uh, feels like AW had major plans for Jade, but her leaving screwed all that up for them. Uh, leaving AW not to know what to do with them now feels like it's affecting WWE as well. Uh. Yeah, I, I mean, I did think they don't know what to do with Jay, but obviously we just uh, found out she's had some family stuff going on, which probably contributed to her uh, yeah. pause in her debut. But, hey, baby. I mean, I'm sure they've got 
plans for her because like she came in and they instantly put her on screen with Charlotte and she was on every show. She was on the first pay-per-view after she signed. Yeah. Now granted she didn't wrestle, but she was there. Yeah. She was she the was point. shown on screen, like, hey, look, we got Jade. Okay, cool. Yeah, the, what are you gonna do with her? That was the downside. And and, and we even kept saying, like, well, what are they, what they don't even know what they're gonna do, blah, 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 blah. They can't figure it out. Well, I guess the reality is like true. They really didn't know. Then the family stuff happened, then they can't really like jump to anything. So it's it's I don't want to say it's gonna cool off. I think she will garner perfect uh, uh, the perfect amount of attention when she finally debuts. I yeah. just it's I was already hoping to have seen her by now. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like I understand Trav is 100%. When she left, that left a void, a big void. Yeah. Whether we, people want to believe it or not, whether you really want to like Jade or not, it left a void in AEW. Okay? She we kept saying the boys in the TSK kept saying like she should have used the TBS title as a way to get to the AEW women's title. You know what I mean? Rather than, oh, I got the 50 wins, and then, like, that's it. Like, no, 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 no. She should have been world women, you know, women's world champion. She should have been at the top of her division. But they just, for some reason, didn't pull the tree. And, like, that was the one where the iron's so hot, dude. Like, come on, any hotter and everything's going to burn down here. Let's go. Yeah, but they never, they never hit. I think they wasted a lot of time, too, after she dropped the CBS title. Like, she wasn't on TV for weeks and weeks. Then yeah. she comes back, I think, for one appearance, has one match the next week, and then she's gone. Yeah, that was when they had no idea what to do with her. They they, they dropped the ball, too, and then realized, oh, crap, well, we fucked it over, because now she's gone. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, no, definitely a void. They're still trying to make up for it. Yeah, same with Cody. I mean, obviously, he's uh, yeah, he didn't need as much work on him because he was already very seasoned and Jade was very green to begin with, but... He, they lost a diamond with Cody. What again? Another one. Whether you want to like it or you don't want to like it, the fact of the matter is: is Cody, Cody was our John Cena. Well, you wanted him to turn so goddamn bad, and he never would. And then you shat on him for it because he wouldn't turn because he's a fucker. But he wasn't gonna. So it's like it's he, he, he also got undeserved heat for. Always stealing the spotlight, but he puts so many people over. I was just gonna say, I was like, I love how he gets the heat for taking the spotlight while putting people over. He got the well, he did too much in that ladder match, the one that Sammy won. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he did too much. What? But again, the, you honestly, know, people I, say the same thing about Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. The spot yeah. I remember most from that ladder match is Sammy's cutter. Yeah, that's true. But again, that was that's the first match I hear. Well, he buried Sammy. In what way? Well, he buried Darby. And how? Like did Anthony go go? Yeah, okay. Whatever, bro. I'll, I'll give you that. Whatever, one. bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and yoy. finally, uh, Trav has heat on Roman Reigns. He's not around. Um, just basically, he's ran his course. Um, at this point, he's tired of it, ready for a new champ. Roman hasn't been bringing the electric energy anymore. I completely agree. He hasn't been bringing shit for months. Months, um, Now is the perfect time to drop the title. Chris Reed posted asking about WrestleMania 40 bookings, which was obviously the rumored Roman versus Cody, Punk versus Rollins. 
Um, and Travis said he fully stands by his comments. He would rather Randy versus Cody in the main events of Mania 40. Like Roman dropped the title before that. Um, and ends it with the Tribal Chief era is over for me. It's definitely not the same as it was a year ago. But a year ago, we thought they were closing the story at Mania. Yeah. Again, like I continuously have said this in different ways for months on end. This is not the 1970s. This is not the 1980s. There is too much fucking television. There's too much social media. There's too much. There's too much of the uh, 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 of it bearing down on you for you to have a belt for this long and not be on every motherfucking show trying to constantly overstep yourself. Kazuchika Okada was champion for almost three years, over 800 fucking days, but he was on every goddamn show, whether it was a six-man, a tag team, a random singles, a, a title defense. He was on all of the motherfucking shows. And still winning Tokyo MVP, all that other bullshit. You know what I mean? He still won the awards. Yeah. You know what I mean? He still got the hot actress. You know what I'm saying? It, it's but that was that's that's the thing with Roman. It's again, if we were in the 80s, hey dude, Roman Roman could be champ for another three years and it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter because the amount of television, the amount of television that they get per like, oh, a show a week. Well, we can't put him on every goddamn show a week. Exactly. Now you don't have a fucking choice. You really don't have a choice. And he's, ah, I don't want to. Unless, yeah. unless, unless that's a fucking, uh, you know, head people thing. I don't know. But the fact that you I... allow this, it, it, it doesn't help it. And I'm with Trav, dude. Fucking, I would, I don't want to say I would rather see Brandy. I just think it's like a thing like where it's like, you know what, fuck it. If we're going to end the story, then let's end the story early. Let's get it over with. Yeah, because, I, yeah I Roman's, fully, Roman's time is done. I fully stand by they should have just ended it at Mania this, this past year. There was no need to drag it out for another year because there was there was no story left to tell. They've already they broken up the bloodline, which was great. But that could have happened after, after dropping the title to Cody. Um, and the blatantly, the only reason they've dragged it out for another 12 months is so he can break all these fucking records. Which... I kind of bullshit anyway because it's a different title. Thank you. It's a different title in a different era of a different time. Everything is different. It's not the same. It's no. not. The, you should have ended it last year at Mania perfectly because it's the the perfect rise. Cody leaves W AEW the the fucking company he helped build. He goes in, fucking tears his pec clear off the bone, but yet still comes back, wins the Rumble somehow, some crazy way, gets a fucking title shot, wins it all. Oh, my God, the unthinkable happened. The unthinkable, the unthinkable, blah, 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 blah. Then Roman's at home, hanging out with his kids, whatever, and we're focused on new. We're focused on different. Randy comes in, and, you know, maybe he doesn't have to be the baby face. Maybe he's the prick asshole that we love. <laughs> You know what I mean? Who knows? Things could be a hell of a punk. Even if punk decides to come back or whatever, you know what I mean? Guess who's the number one fucking target for fucking punk is Cody, the new world champ. You know what I mean? You could have set up a bazillion things. Now, granted, hindsight, 2020, we're a fucking year later. We had no idea punk was coming back, blah, 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 blah. But if you wouldn't have fucked yourself over in the first place, we wouldn't be in this predicament. 
So, again, iron's hot. Yeah. And the other downside to dragging us out for another year is that Roman's had nobody to face. So there's been no reason for him to be on TV. That's He's already killer. beat everybody. That was the killer. It was like, okay, well, then let him go. Like, inter- you know, go old school. Go international. Send this motherfucker to Australia, Japan, Mexico. Here we go. Defend it around the world and just lose to a bunch of, win to a bunch of fucking nobodies or whatever. Who knows? He's been on an excursion and fucking whatever. Make up some shit. Something. This- this is why I feel like Punk's reign felt more important because this was at a time where you couldn't go a whole year as champion. And yeah. ever since then, it's just been about dragging it out to break a record or break this record or that record. But like Punk was champion for 434 days. And like we said, Roman that Roman's not doing. Punk was on every house show, every pay-per-view, every week defending that title. Um... Whereas Roman's just sat on the couch for like half a year. Mm-hmm. Then comes in. He's got an even lazier than Brock Lesnar schedule. Yeah, and I didn't think that was possible. No. Jeez. But hey, it, um, I guess Roman's one in a million, right? Right. Uh, so that's all the cheap eat, and that's all that was awesome. Thank you very much. But I'm going to add one more thing in there before we move on because we're not covering Impact this week because they did uh, uh, a, a like unseen on TV matches this past week um loving the fact that they've had apparently this huge chunk of a budget set aside to sign a huge free agent but we don't know who it is no um and it's not going to be okada or osprey because osprey's already signed and okada's already confirmed to appear uh and it's supposed to be somebody that we haven't seen before I don't know any giant stars that I don't. I've never seen. Well, never seen an impact anyway, or um, not, or not already know. confirmed for Hard to Kill. It's it's somebody that hasn't been mentioned yet, but is a huge free agent. And I can't think of anybody. It's definitely not going to be Mercedes because she's asking for the world and a half from WWE yeah. to go back. The world and a half is the best way I've ever heard that point, bro. Because it's the truth. Like, I get it, you know, believe in your own stock, but come on. She wants all of fucking King King Cut's gold and your mama's chain. God damn it. And I get it. She is a big name. She uh, went to Japan and did a great job there. But let's get real. But did she? Hold on. Stop. Pause. Rewind. Did she? Let's be honest for a minute. Did she? She went out. Her debut was lackluster as shit. We shat on it. Like everybody else shat on it. She botched her fucking opening move for fuck's sake. Then she had decent, pretty good matches. Not decent matches. Pretty good matches. You know, above average quality matches for what a year. And she only really had like five or six. And then she got hurt. Yeah, she was champ, but that was a, a, you know a passing of the tour here ago, an inaugural champion. It was it was just like fucking how it, nowadays the trivia question is who was the inaugural IWGP International uh, Intercontinental Champion? That's going to be what we do with fucking the NW, uh, New Japan Women's <laughs> Championship. Who was the inaugural? Because it's going to be one of those. It was so short lived. You're not going to remember. Ah, uh, if only. Oh, we got to wait another two weeks for beer to be here, but beer is all over Mercedes uh, signing mm-hmm. with WWE for however much she's offering. He's like, yeah, pay her. Pay her. Of course he says this, this fucking guy. <laughs> this guy. 
Okay, uh, we got a lot of presents to unwrap this Christmas, so let's not waste no more time. I got two titles on the line this week, so let's get to the first. I have held this television title since Promo Mania. Chris Reed came for it at Halloween, but was unsuccessful. Now it's round two. TV rules, your captain versus Chris Reed, and you know what? I'm going first. disappointed but let's not start there let's show you some max wrestling hospitality the brass balls on you you came into our little playpen and you went straight for the big boys cypher who is now our world champion me your longest reigning tv champion and former two-time world champion what you showed us was that you're hungry but what you showed me on Halloween is you were merely peckish. Now granted, I'm the one that called you out for Halloween. And let me tell you why. Because I was a champion by default. I was waiting for someone hungry enough to come and take it and make a name for themselves. And I thought that was you. I thought this guy came out of nowhere. Showed off his belt collection, entered King of the Mike, broke into Cypher's house and took him down. But we got to Halloween. I gave you a platform and you choked. Now, let's not get it twisted. You said on Halloween it took me five months to realize that I achieved something. No, 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 no. No. I knew the whole time that I had achieved something. I knew all along that I could be a dominant champion because I've done it before. What took me five months to realize was that I shouldn't feel guilty about it. It took me five months to realize that maybe I earned and maybe I deserved this TV title. Because since I've had it, nobody has fucking touched me. I have cut my realest promos my most raw promos, and when I say raw, I don't mean written by six people and handed to me on a piece of paper. No, 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 I mean gloves off, skin exposed, no hiding behind a gimmick, just me and a camera and a microphone. See, Chris, I've been doing this for almost nine years, almost a decade, and I'm still finding ways to reinvent myself, and maybe that's why I'm in your head, maybe you've got my poster up on your wall. Maybe I was someone you looked up to. And maybe that's why I'm disappointed. Because Halloween should have been double six roll of the dice for you. Complete your fast climb through max wrestling and achieve not only becoming TV champion, but beating the captain to do it. But instead of rolling a double six and passing go, you went back three spaces. Now you're sitting in jail and you've got hotel repairs. See, Chris, you had 
an advantage over me. I barely know you, but you had eight and a half years of material to study on me, and you came back with a four-minute promo on Halloween, which, if we're being honest, was the same promo twice, so it's more like two minutes. I didn't even need the gimmick and the special effects on Halloween, but this time, this time it's traditional TV rules. No gimmicks or tricks. Now, how do you hope to beat me in standard TV rules when you couldn't last two minutes with me in a smoke show? So, there's also no background music this time. Maybe we'll be able to hear you this time. Maybe, maybe that's uh, an advantage you have. But you see, I've seen the mask and the hood thing before. And he's gone, just like you will be if you don't step up. Only difference is, that guy fired 300 blackouts, and you fire those little foam blue things with the orange tips. You have enrolled yourself into a college you cannot afford. Now, if you want to beat me, if you want this TV title, you've got to do a hell of a lot more than tell me that I don't appreciate it. Because trust me, I do. I never saw this title as lesser than me. I never saw it as beneath me or irrelevant. I saw it as a challenge. I saw it as a test. And guess what? I beat the challenge, I passed the test, and I have made this title so much more relevant than it ever was before. Because it's not beneath me. It's not lesser than me. It's the workhorse title. You have to earn this strap, and I have defended this title more than any other in one reign. See, you earn this title by being the best on the mic. Now me, I never saw myself as one of the best on the mic. Best at gimmicks? Sure. Best at special effects? Absolutely. That's why I'm a two-time former world champion. But now there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that I can hang with the best with a mic in my hands because I already have. You are so focused on proving your place in the MDO, you don't even realize the MDO is already on its deathbed. Moses no longer has the power. He lost the world title to the same guy he lost from the group, just like he lost Travis from the group. I don't know what you're going to realize first, that the MDO is dying or that you've been used by El Jefe. Last bit of advice for you, Chris. I built this brand from the ground up, just like the town that I am from. Yes, town. See, Rob and Ryan decided to buy a football team and they could have bought someone more prestigious, someone with a bit of a winning streak, but no, they started from the bottom. And within two seasons, we have climbed out of the trenches. And the amount of times that I climbed out of the trench on this show would make a documentary all of its own. So Chris, you want to make it? Start from the bottom. Because the only way is up. And every time you try to burn us down, we will use the ashes as foundations to rebuild. You can buy all the belts you want. They don't mean shit unless you start doing something with them. And like I said, I plan on taking this title all the way to Promomania. And I'm not going to let El Jefe's bitch stand in my way.
when it comes to the holidays, everybody has a reason why they should celebrate. Friends, family, that's what the holidays is all about, right? Well, for some of them, that is the case. But for others, is a different story. I mean, you should know, Des. You have something that you can relate to when it comes to something. I mean, after all, you have been boasting so much about how you defeated every single member of the MDO, how you defeated DC, and so on. And you never thought that there was one person that could beat you for that title. Matter of fact, you've been boasting so much about that that you have got yourself a little microphone. Oh, how cute. You got yourself a little microphone. What do you do? Well, I got news for you, Des. You ain't the only one that has a microphone. Oh, yeah, that's right, Des. I also have a microphone. And since we're being serious here, let's be serious here for a minute, Des. You mentioned something that really got under my skin to the point where I have to agree with you on this statement. What I have to agree with you is during our encounter, our first encounter on Halloween, I was not hungry enough to take that championship away from you. Well, you are right about that, Des. I was not hungry enough of taking that world television championship away from you. But that's only because of the simple fact that I had my eyes set on much more bigger prize. And that was the world championship. But you see, Des, unlike a certain double-barrel-chested Irish fuck named Cypher, who is nothing more but a double-timing, backstabbing loop. You know what? No. I'm not gonna go there. I got bigger fish to fry, and that's you, Des. Anyways, unlike him, I could never, never turn my back on Moses. I could never turn my back on El Hefe because that's not my motto. <coughs> I can never do that. And now, you also mentioned something else about my first promo. You mentioned that I was being a show-off because of my championship collections. That's right. I said championships, not belts. What you have are belts. And, and if you still say that, well then Des, let me tell you something. At least I can say I have more championships added to my collection than you. You know what Des? Let me humor you on this one. Let me help you out here. Here Des. Something else for you to add to your collection now. Now you can say you have more championships than me. Are you proud of yourself now, Des? Now, you see, Des, here's something you don't know. Here's something that you never realized, Des. I am hungry for that 
that championship now more than ever. And what made me realize that is that I finally done something that could have been done, that should have been done, but now I can say that I've done it. Is when I became one of the co-holders of the prediction championship. Yeah, that's right. I said co-holder. It turns out I'm not the only one that became the prediction champion. There's a lot of other people that became the prediction champions, the prediction champion. And you're one of them, yes? And that's pretty much the only championship that you're ever going to get after all of this. Because you see, while you're too busy about worrying of who and what match that you are going to defend the, the acknowledged championship, you, you know in the back of your mind, I'm there. And you are so worried about me taking that title away from you. Well, Des, we're in the end game now. So let me ask you this question, Des. Who do you think you are? Are you going to be hungry enough? Are you hungry enough to finally take the champion, to hold that championship all the way to Promomania? Are you going to do what it takes to take that title away from me? Or you see, Des, I will pull you under. I am from the darkness. I will drag you from hell. Where you see the power of the sun. But the heat is all mine. So, Des, what are you gonna do when you realize that I am your worst nightmare? That I will be the end of your days as the world television. Champion Des, say bye-bye to your world title. All right, so again, just a reminder, TV rules means longest promo wins, but you are disqualified if you are three minutes longer than your opponent. So it's kind of like a gauge that you got to do there. So with the results, here we go. The official talk times are the captain, six minutes, 43 seconds. Chris Reed. Five minutes, 50 seconds. Therefore, your winner and still, I don't know who's going to beat him, but one of these days, somebody has to beat him. The captain, still your television champion to this day. Another belt we weren't supposed to give you or let you win or whatever have you. Look at you. Look yeah. At you. Look at you go. And, like, I wasn't even chasing it. I just yep. found myself in the match challenging for it. But as far as Chris goes, um, I, I definitely think that was better than the first time. And he came within less than a minute of beating me. Uh, like, what is it? Uh, I can't even do the math. 57, sec- or, yeah, 57 seconds. Yeah, 50, 57 seconds away from beating me. Um, and I... But let's, let's, let's break this down. Like, let's be real for a second. Yeah, for, for some of you guys, it's like, oh, it's a whole minute. It's 57 seconds. It's dumb, 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 dumb. Set, set a camera up in front of you. Cut yeah. a promo without making cuts, without having to stop yourself, rethink, without cut, without standing there picking your nose, thinking about what to say for 40 seconds later. That's hard. And then on top of that, you have a brand newish competitor in Chris Reed against a guy who's been doing this for how long has Max been doing this? I mean, come on. Almost nine years. Exactly. So this is something that's kind of second nature to you at this point, second nature to me and some of the other OGs here. And it's hard. This isn't an easy thing. That's why those are like, oh, dude, this is what. 
come on down and give it a shot. Let's see if you can hang. And right now, dude, I, Chris Reed may be 0-2 against Cap. He may have an 0-2 record going against the fucking television champion. But guess what, bro? Both of those were hard-fought hard fought, uh, chances. He will be back, okay? That's the point of this whole gimmick. He will be back. Get in there. Get your feet wet. TV rules is where it's at. Yeah, he, uh, he also beat the current world champion in his debut match. Oh, yeah, Cypher and King that. and Mike. Um, yeah, that. this is also, I think, the hardest title to win. Like, the world title's up there, but that's all cinematic and special effects and everything. The TV title is literally you and a mic for, and you've got to get the time just right. Like, it's not just closest exactly. to five minutes, it's or the longest promo. You've got to find that sweet spot where you go longer than your opponent, but not too long. Exactly. Where you're make where you're coherent, you make sense, you're not lagging, you're not you know what I mean? You gotta be able to find that flow. Yeah. And it's not easy. Again, even nine years in the game, it's not that easy. I've had my fair share of stumbles and bumbles and fumbles. Okay. It's it's this is a tried and true test. This is the true workhorseman belt right here. Yeah, I think I said that line in my promo, actually. <laughs> I believe this. So, yeah, and Chris came that close, so I uh, I fully appreciate the competition and expect I I expect more from Chris coming going forward now. Uh yeah, yeah. I if think, this is if this is the tip of the iceberg. Wait till we hit the meat. Yeah, losing two title matches straight isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think that's going to make him even hungrier than he already was. So, look out for 2024, I say. Oh yeah. All right, after all that excitement, uh, I need a breather, so let's recap some TV from this past week. Impact was another compilation show, so we're kicking off with the Rampage Report. All right, all right, all right. As the man said, no impact this week, so let's jump right into the Rampage Report. Orange Cassidy and Devon Eriks defeat Daddy Magic, Jake Hager, and Angelo Parker with the Orange Punch and, of course, the Iron Call from Kevin. Match 2, we saw Kyle Fletcher and Powerhouse Hobbs squash Hunter Gray and Paul T- Titan with a Spine Buster and a Vicious Slam. Fucking bunch of jobs. <laughs> Anna Jay defeats Red Velvet with the J-Log. Glad to see Anna Jay getting some dubs on television. Action Andrade and Top Flight defeat El Hilo de Vankingo Commander and Pentagon El Zero Miedo in the main event. Fun rampage with a little lucha action to finish it off. Let's move over to the east side of things and let's have the cap recap the smack.
to kick off the show, Roman Reigns shows up to work. He names Solo Sokoa the next tribal chief, much to the dejection of Jimmy Uso, but the bloodline are interrupted by Randy Orton, who makes it clear he wants Roman Reigns and the undisputed title. A bad night for Fury and Waller as Carmelo Hayes defeated Grayson Waller in the US title tournament and Kevin Owens defeated Austin Fury. The Kabuki Warriors, long time since we said that, I can't even say it correctly, defeated Mia Yim and Zelina Vega with an insane elbow from Kairi, and Randy Orton defeats Jimmy Uso in the main event as LA Knight brawling with Solo allows Orton to nail Jimmy with an RKO. After the match, Orton and Knight seem to be at odds with each other before Roman Reigns attacks LA Knight from behind and begins brawling with Randy Orton. As the Bloodline beat them both down, AJ Styles makes his much-anticipated return to help clear the ring. But, out of nowhere, Styles floors LA Knight as Orton shrugs it off. Styles then walks past the Bloodline, no shits given. Well, Saturday night is fight night, and Moses is on course for collision. Let's keep this boat rocking, or should I say, this uh, car moving, moving it down the course of collision, the collision course, if you will. Over here, stumbling, bumbling, fumbling, and leveling, but let's hop into it. Claudio Casagnoli defeated Andre El Idolo in a Blue League match of the Continental Classic. Abaddon defeated Jasmine Allure, but brawls with Julia Hart after the match. Sky Blue then appears for backup. Abaddon turns heel and joins Julia, and then all of a sudden, here is the return of Thunder Rosa, who leaps off the Spanish commentary table as Julia Hart and Sky Blue head for the stage. Looks like Thunder Rosa is back in action, and she will be, as announced on Dynamite, in action later this week. The Acclaim return for the first time since they were attacked by the Devil's Men. Angry that MJF didn't help, top flight in action, Andrade arrive, asking for a title shot which the acclaimed accept for this Saturday nights. Then we had Orange Cassidy defeat Brian Keith to retain the AEW International Championship with the mousetrap and many and many of folks are claiming or should be saying clamoring for my man Brian Keith to return to AEW. Miro is easily or is eagerly excuse me and waiting on Drade to get knocked out of the Continental Classic so he can go after him and take him apart for messing with his wife as every man should backstage it's the kingdom interrupting commander who then uh, who is now Strong's next victim FTR fires some shots at House of Black before Malachi and Buddy appear on the Tron trying to drive a wedge between them uh, lights a picture of Dax and his wife and his daughter on fire and tells them, like it or not, the House of Black is their family now. Kind of intriguing. Willow Nightingale and Chris Statlander defeat Mercedes Martinez and Diamante in a Texas street fight. As Statlander hits Diamante with a discus lariat with a steel chain wrapped around her arm. Fucking brutal. Tony Storm's opponent for At World's Ends will be decided on Dynamite as Saray takes on Riho. Storm says that she has not has no preference on who she faces. Renee asks Maria May when she'll make her in-ring return or in-ring debut. Uh, May says that Tony Khan has helped her apply for her American wrestling license and asks Storm if she could uh, commentate her debut match. She says she's far too busy and doesn't have time for that. Turning her atten- uh, turning her attention back to Saray and Riho encourages them to slap the tits off each other. Go out there and slap her tits off. 
Adam Copeland isn't done with his former best friend and challenges Christian to a non-disqualification match for the TNT title at AEW's Worlds. And I'm pretty sure this is when we're going to get a, a, a title change finally. But I think it's kind of already ran its course. Ba-boom, ba-bow, the closing course. How to do it. So, <laughs> Brian Cage defeats Kyrie Wright with the drill claw. Love that fucking move. But the embassy are confronted by Keith Lee backstage, seemingly telling them to pass on a challenge to Swerve Strickland. Eddie Kingston, coming back out of nowhere, picks up another win in the Blue League, defeating Danny Garcia with a spinning back fist. There's a possibility. Eddie Kingston could still be in it. And also in the Blue League, also the main event, Brian Danielson hits Brody King with three straight Busako knees to win. He, however, is unable to get to his feet to celebrate, thus leaving all the uh, feels a certain way. Makes you think that maybe, just maybe, he won't be able to go on for much longer. But another three points for him. He's on top of the blue bracket with nine. Now, speaking on some stops some stuff that he's got to be doing, the Caps got to get in there. He's got to take one for the team. He's going in it raw. The Judgment Day opened the show as Rhea Ripley addresses Ivy Nile before R-Truth interrupts. Truth believes his beatdown last week was an initiation into the Judgment Day. Uh... <laughs> and challenges J.D. McDonough to a high-stakes match. Rhea Ripley tries to stop it, but Priest steps up and thinks it's a good idea. R-Truth then defeats J.D. McDonough in a Miracle on 34th Street fight, where the loser has to leave the Judgment Day, even though Truth technically wasn't a member, but it looks like neither is J.D. anymore. Becky Lynch and Nia Jax get into another war of words as Jax finally accepts a match on day one before flooring Becky with one punch. Gunther defeated The Miz to retain the Intercontinental Championship, and as a result, The Miz can no longer challenge Gunther. As Shinsuke Nakamura reads The American Nightmare Before Christmas, backstage, Cody Rhodes attacks and they engage in a pull-apart brawl all the way to the ring. We got new tag team champions as Caden Carter and Katana Chance defeated Piper Niven and Chelsea Green as Carter and Chance hit the after-party on Green. Ivar defeated Tozawa turning his Rana attempt into a world's strongest slam. Seth Rollins addresses Drew McIntyre and it doesn't take long for the Scottish psychopath to interrupt. They exchange words before McIntyre attacks and the two brawl until McIntyre drives Rollins into the steel steps with an Alabama slam. Kofi Claus comes out to throw gifts to the crowd and Imperium's Kaiser and Vinci attack Kofi Kingston. Jey Uso makes the save and we end up with Jey Uso finally winning a singles match on Raw as he defeats Ludwig Kaiser following a spear and an Uso splash. And in the main event, the Judgment Day defeat the Creed Brothers to retain the undisputed tag team titles as Priest covers Julius. That's all of WWE, now let's get back to last night on Dynamite.
All right, Dynamite, another just awesome episode. Not technically the go-home show to uh, World's End, but I guess, you know, the go-home to the go-home, if you want to get crazy with it. Uh, <laughs> Swerve Strickland, Roosh, I, 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 I called for this. I wanted this. And they gave me everything I wanted, except maybe just, like, I could have I could have asked for some blood. But that's because that, that's I'm a crazy bastard. Um, Strickland... Gets his his uh, was his fourth win. Gets his twelfth point. Defeats Roosh. Moves on. We get Chris Jericho addressing uh, pretty much everything going on and the fucking reality of what hit Kenny Omega is worse than we thought. Yeah. Kenny Omega has diverticulitis. If that sounds familiar to you, that is the same thing that took Brock Lesnar out of the UFC. So it is not it is not an easy thing to deal with. He is going to be out for a while. I would not be surprised if we don't see Kenny Omega for a year, if not longer. Yeah, and uh, so, it makes a lot more sense now why the promo was a little rough last week. Mm-hmm. Just hurting. Uh, and I've just realized I only, like, filled in half of this because that's as far as I got in the show. So the rest of it's going to be spoilers to me, so let's go. It's all gravy. But, again, <laughs> we're all wishing him well, so well wishes from Jericho and him. Um, I don't know what this means. Maybe Jericho just fucking you know goes into the ether we'll figure it out mark briscoe I, the crazy show go ahead i'm sorry uh, just before we go to the next bit i found it really strange when jericho was doing this thing because like the crowd were reacting to what he said and then he was kind of looking down as if he was looking at the crowd because he knew he was on the screen <laughs> oh, hey. Look, you can't really uh, see him chris what are you doing oh guys <laughs> i'm god that's awesome i didn't notice that <laughs> now i'm gonna go back and that part. jesus Oh, God. Uh, the Sussex County Chicken, Mark Briscoe, finally gets his first three points. Yana always gets a win during the G1. So Mark Briscoe's got to get one against his old uh, classic rival, Jay Lethal, in an excellent match. Uh, let's get into the other one here. Let me pull up my notes for this shit. Fun stuff. I'm glad you got your um, notes. Oh, you're all good. <laughs> so, um, Wardlow, Wardlow is, is, is waiting for MJF. The clock is ticking. These video packages are hitting. They're doing excellent. I love them. Um, yeah, go Wardlow. So, top clock is ticking. But then again, we said it last week. Guys in the TSK are saying it. A lot of people are on the internet are saying it. Maybe Wardlow is a part of this whole gimmick. So, maybe the time is up, and that means Max is ready to reveal himself. Who knows? We don't know. But Samoa Joe is finally convinced, just like everybody else, especially Roderick Strong and his shouting at everybody. That he is the devil. He wants to address MGF, so he does. And of course, right just before this, just before this, we get a everybody's a Jew thing. You know what I mean? Because you know, uh, uh, honorary was it Jew of the Year? I think is what he got. Yeah, got inducted into the Jewish Sports Hall of Fame. That's what it was, Jewish Sports Hall of Fame. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You know what I mean? And I obviously, I have to make the joke that you know, it, 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 it's all thanks to me that that they get to live their lives. You know, let my people go. I had to do it. <laughs> My wife is yelling and laughing at me at the same time as we speak. Um, but anyway, he brings out Roderick Strong, brings up an excellent point that, you know, talks about how uh, pretty much lays out how everybody got, you know, hang, uh, laid out. You know, everybody got bum-rushed by a bunch of people, but MJF just got hit with a bottle. What the hell is going on? And MJF confronts him. No, dude, you that's how you want to feel. Then, you know, let's let's go. Why, why wait till World's End? Let's go right here. Right as they're getting ready to, th to throw hands, the lights go black. Um, they turn on, they're bum-rushed by a bunch of guys. 
Joe throws two guys out, sweats like a bucket. All of a sudden, we get just a message on the screen, uh, a challenge for the Ring of Honor tag team titles. They have to accept, or at least MJF has to, because, you know, the uh, the whole thing with Adam, you know what I mean? I, I told Adam that I wouldn't let these belts go. So it's hopefully, maybe, we get a you know little bit of a more of a clue. But I, I, uh, I really hope the reveal's at World's End. I sure hope it is. I sure hope it is. Oh, okay. Uh, Rocky Romero, without even trying, gets a shot at the international championship. Orange Cassidy, he's he's ah, he twisted my arm. I'll give you a shot. Which I fucking love, by the way. Rocky in the U in the states has to stay in the states, but he's much needed in Japan, so it's all good. Timeless Tony Storm on commentary for Riho and Saray. Um, dude, Saray can't wrestle anymore, bro. I don't know what happened in this one. This was a weird one. And of all the people. Of all people, uh, Riho is is excellent. You know what I mean? And she, she, uh, I don't know if it's she's just I don't know. I just felt maybe like it was a size was, thing. Maybe because Rio is very very small, so small she makes Soraya look huge. This is true. I did notice that. I did notice that. So I, but I did feel it was a little off. We did get Ruby watching backstage, um, but Riho picks up the dub. She's going to end up getting a shot at. Um, who she got? Uh, I want to say at Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship. So uh, we get to Roderick Strong against Commander. He's out there wrestling the Roddy Stash. I love the Roderick mustache. I need just a stash like that one day. Maybe mustache will be that cool. Uh, he defeats Commander immediately after the match. Puts the brace back on because you know broken neck. <laughs> and Renee comes in to interview him, and he's like Renee. And then you know if I get out of and Samoa, Samoa, Samoa Joe. And I'm like, yep, that's just that's I that nobody can call anybody out now unless it's Roderick Strong. I don't give a shit. He has to do it all the time. He is absolutely hilarious. Uh, and then for the main event, Jim Cor- uh, sorry, Jim Cornette, Jim Ross makes his lovely. Jim Cornette would be a miracle in AEW. I, you're telling me, <laughs> makes his uh, obvious uh, excellent return back to AEW's commentary booth. He's there to call the main event. Switchblade, Jay White, John Moxley. Switchblade has to win to force a triple threat. And after a, a very good New Japan style match, he does just that, gets the win, even after using a chair shot to the kidneys. After kicking out of a death rider, the whole shebang, he picks up the dub, forcing a three way. So it looks like we're going to get the winner. Uh, well, no, that's right. Brian Danielson has one more match. So he'll probably win that block outright, honestly. Now that he, if he, once he beats Claudio. I'm pretty sure he's going to win his block outright because he's up right now by he's up by three points. And so if he mm. wins again, that's another three points. And then we're going to have a three way for this one. So interesting. <clears throat> so so we got no fallback to the dusty finish last week. No. Well, yeah. no, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I guess a little bit. I guess a little bit because now all of a sudden it's a forced triple threat rather than it be. Um, you know, Swerve is going to, you know, he'll be the guy that went undefeated. Nobody went undefeated. So they forced a three-way out of it. So it, 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 in a way, they kind of are playing on it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this means that this is just uh, a way for them to either uh, preferably elevate Swerve with this win. You know what I mean? He's going to win the triple threat. He's going to beat Jay White, John, John Moxley, and go on to probably beat Brian Danielson and win the triple crown. Or... Yeah. It's going to be the new Japan guy. It's going to be Jay White. 
those are my only two guys right now. There's nobody else in this thing that should win it. B. Dry shouldn't win it. Love him to death. He shouldn't win it, even though they would be his first gold in AEW. Mm. And Mox is a no for me. Sorry. I love him yeah, to death, no. but I, I, you're a little overdone, bro. <laughs> Mox is one enough. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I, I see, like, Brian's obviously playing off this getting injured or killing himself in the ring every time he fights in this tournament, uh, which I think is just making him look kind of vulnerable going against Okada, like deliberately yeah. making him look vulnerable going against Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. So, oh, yeah, the obvious dude. choice is Swerve or Jay. And you want to know the messed up? Wrestle Kingdom is two weeks away. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're killing me, B-Dry. You're killing me. <laughs> you're killing yourself, too. Who am I kidding? Uh, yeah, so like I said, I, I really hope this devil reveal is at World's End because... I personally, I'm not that sick of it, but I see so many people are already bored with it. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like they've jumped the shark already. That's definitely how it feels. Yeah, the jump, I love that. You put it beautifully. Jump the shark. That's what I'm thinking, too. It's like you've... But I, I don't know. You can... We, we we know. Who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? Maybe yeah. they can spin it in a nice way. There's I, I don't want to give all the all the hope up yet. You know what I mean? No, I, I think it was intriguing. It was very intriguing to begin with. And then they seem to be, like, throwing red herrings at us every single week. Like, oh, you think it's MJF? Okay, MJF can get the bottle over the head. You think it's Hangman? Okay, we're going to attack Hangman. Like, the just... only person you know who hasn't been attacked yet? Adam Cole. Yeah. And that's because he's still shockingly at hospital. I don't know how. Well, I mean, why. it took him, like, four weeks to get surgery because he was stuck this... in Roddy's house. Cleaning up and shit. <laughs> Roddy, oh, I really got to go get surgery. He's like, no, nah, bro, but my dishes. It was, it was like misery, but wrestling. And fucking Roderick Strong was Kathy Bates. He played it beautifully. <laughs> hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. Hey, everybody. It's the interview queen, Alicia Atu. This is the voice of Killer Cross. This is Velvet Sky. Hey, this is Tommy Dream. Hey, this is AJ Curse, one half of the MLW commentary team. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hi, this is Rain Cruz. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. You are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. It's time to take it to the max. Take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. We're about to take it to the max. We're going to take it to the max. And we're about to take it to the max. To the Max! Welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome back to the Ho 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 Captain Mo Show. This is your captain. He is Al Hefe. Make sure you are liking and subscribed and you could be on the good list on YouTube. Follow us on everywhere and follow us on uh, SoundCloud. All the podcast links, all the information you need, go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Try to get to that site and do it now. Still to come, we got the captain doing more defending. He's got the knowledge title defense against the former champ, DC, and my other half. Of course, we got Beer versus Phoenix in a war against Dragon Club. But first, it's the world champion Cypher in a non-title open challenge. Who's stepping up to the mic? It's time to find out who's got the cojones to go against the champ. Thank you. 
I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. Santa was the last straw. I got beat up. I got knocked out by Santa of all people. I can't keep doing this. Ever since I've been here, I've been the one to take the beatings. I've been the underdog. I've been the one that's not good enough. The one that's always getting beat. The ones that in the background. Well, not anymore. You all know what happened with the jury and how that all came tumbling down and led to the creation the Dragon Club. And again, I feel like I'm the one pushed to the back, pushed to the side. Wasn't involved in any of the tag team title stories. Wasn't even a contender for any championships recently. Santa come to visit, give me a beating after all, out, out of all things. And now look, it's me and you. Me and you, Corey. Would you know what? Like I said, I've had enough. It's the same all the time. The same people are in the main event. The same names are getting thrown around. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Because people are going to know the name Beer. People are going to know the name Chris. People are going to know the name Teddy. And people are going to know the name Chad Malcolm. Because I'm not just a lawyer anymore. I'm not going to sit back and do everyone's dirty work. And do everyone's little loopholes. And just get beaten up at the end. It's not happening anymore. I'm still going to be a part of Dragon Club. We're still going to take over and run this place. But I can't have any competition. i got to take out all competition. From now on, it's me, myself and I. And Corey, watch yourself. Because if Santa's giving me a beating, he's got something a lot worse coming for you. See you soon. Christmas Clash. It's been a while, Chad. Been a really long while since I've seen you. I remember when you started out as a mediocre, low-paid lawyer for Dazzy in the back of his house, and now you got your own law firm making all these decisions. It's quite the glow up. And for you to accept my challenge, I guess Dazzy still feels some type of way about me not joining the illustrious Dragon Club, but see, I never really believed in dragons. They're make-believe, they're mystic beings. 
that might existed at one point in time, but they don't exist no more. And I gotta honor you, and I gotta really respect you on your honor and bravery for accepting this challenge for me at Christmas class. But let me tell you something, Chad. I don't care if you want to draw up a paper or write a contract. Somehow find a loophole to get you to win against me, but you're not gonna find it here, Chad. What you're gonna find here is a mass whooping. Cause let's think, man. You ain't really done much in the Dragon Club. Your achievements are second rate at best. I mean, you're their lawyer. Lawyers only do a lot of talking. They don't really do a whole lot of anything else. So you're a really good talker, Judd. But see, this is promo competition. Like, you gotta not only talk to talk, but walk to walk. And you ain't doing much walking. You sit there in your chair. You gloat. You boast. You bitch. And it don't get you nowhere. But see, the thing about me, Chad, the four years that I've been a part of Max Wrestling, I've had to find ways to get to where I am right now. I had to fight. I had to scratch, claw, get screwed over a couple of times, get attacked from the back a couple of times. And, you know, it led me to here being double champion. And when the time came, and you know, I probably digress when I say this, but I don't really think joining a faction was the right move, and it still is the right move. That's why I'm doing this on my own, to prove to everybody that I can make it. Like, this is my time. And, Chad, you're in my way. So I'm going to have to destroy you, Chad. I'm going to have to break you down piece by piece and send your ass back to law school. Now, granted, like I said, you're a good talker. So I don't expect your promo to be anything less but spectacular, but still mediocre at best. Because, see, when it comes to this, I'm Goku, and you're Krillin. You don't quite match power levels with me. And, see, the thing about it is, you're going to get squashed. This is going to be a squash match. This is going to be, this is going to literally be like Undertaker. Versus Spike Dudley, Spike Dudley. This is what this is gonna be. That's how bad of a squash match this is gonna be. <clears throat> and you know, Chad, I mean, if you wanna run, now's a good time to run because you really don't bring nothing to the table. You don't have no type of arsenal, no type of skill set. But yet, you're a so-called dragon. You're supposed to breathe fire. You're supposed to fly. You're supposed to do something amazing. 
But the only thing you're dragging is the rest of your faction down by doing nothing. Sitting there drawing up paperwork, sitting behind a desk, being a pencil pushing son of a bitch. And that's quite fine with me. You can do that all you want. Because the fact of the matter is, Chad, you're not going to get past me because I'm too busy looking through you and continue my journey to be a fighting champion for Max. Now, granted, yes, I am tag, I am tag champs with the captain. But I don't want no hard feelings when I send him back to you in a body bag after you got this ass whooping boy. So with that being said, Chad, I hope you know that this was simply something you didn't want. This is simply something you just said, oh, I'm going to do it because I can. And I'm going to step up just to get put right back down. But thank you. But thank you for giving me the challenge. When nobody else did. I will say that. But well, that's Liverpool fans for you. Anyway, so let's get to some trivia. We've got two battles calling for it all year. It started with the television title at Promo Mania. Now it's the knowledge title, which is obviously held by the cap. Because that's how it works. And so stepping up tonight. DC, he wants his title shot back. It's time for the best of seven. Voted by by y'all. Thank for you for that one. So the champ wants you to know you go first. Yeah, I thought the TV title was close. This maybe this. a whitewash. Well, I don't know. I, I'll put it to you like this. I have decided to change it up. I have added some different questions. These are some brand, 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 brand new ones. So maybe, just maybe. We'll get some stuff. So, again, it is a best of seven. Heaven forbid we double up and everybody gets seven out of seven. I have a singular tiebreaker question. And if, heaven forbid, one guy gets it right, I will come up with another. But for the time being, there's one tiebreaker question. So, let's get your score first and we'll figure out what DC did. Uh, Let's start you off with a good one. What is the name of the hardcore alter ego of Mick Foley? Uh, bang bang, Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. Chris Jericho defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock in the same night to win what two championships? The WWE F and WCW World Titles. Correct. What was Kerry Von Erich's gimmick name in the WWF? Ah, uh, uh, with Iron I, Claw coming out tomorrow, we have to drop it. Yeah. You know what? I forgot he even had another gimmick. Yeah, he did not go to the WWF under the name of Kerry Von Erich. Well, he did kind of, but they gave him more of a gimmick name. Yeah, and I cannot think for the life of me what it is. The Texas Tornado. Wasn't that the name of a pay-per-view too? I think so. (laughs) Which is just the worst part of it all. All right. Uh, oh, here's a great one. Who is the only man to ever beat The Undertaker in a singles Buried Alive match? Oh, uh, Stone Cold. 
Wait, actually, Stone Cold and Vince. I think no, I probably was supposed to say that whole thing wrong. <laughs> it was supposed to be who was the only guy that Undertaker actually beat in a fucking. Oh, okay. Um, there you go. Yeah, who's the only one he actually won? There you go. That's the question I was supposed to ask. I meant I obviously re- read that wrong. He had six. It? One of them being a tag match, and he only yeah. won one of the singles. Did he is. beat Mankind? But he ended up getting buried anyway. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. We backtracked it, and he still got us his glorious stuff. So that's uh, we got four so far. We got three more to go. I said no, that was uh, no, that was five questions, and you got yeah. Then we got two more to go for you. This should be a good one. We talk about them all the time. How many Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships do the Briscoe Brothers have? It's double figures. Um, is it thirteen or fourteen? Thirteen. I have to confirm, but to my knowledge, it's 15. Ah, damn. I went so, one low instead of one high. It's all good there. And then I'll give you uh, one last good one. This is an excellent one, and some people are going to get thrown off with it. So out of Ric Flair's 16 world titles, how many of them are WWF titles? Is it two? Uh, pretty sure it's two. Two. Two is correct. So, so I've got you down for five. Let me double check the Briscoes really quick. I'm pretty sure it's 15. Actually, let me use my phone. Go come in fast internet. They were up. I'm wrong. You're right. 13-time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Nice. So that makes Five. six. Ooh. Um, all right, so let's find out how DC did and whether we need a tiebreaker or not. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us for Christmas Clash this week. The year is almost over, but not before the Maxis Awards. It comes your way New Year's Eve as we award the best and worst of professional wrestling in 2023. And I'm officially laying down a challenge for the Maxis. And I hope I can speak on behalf of my tag team partner, Cypher, uh, in issuing a challenge to fellow Dragon Club members, the Phoenix and the Lawyer for our tag team titles. So either way, tag team titles stay in Dragon Club. I like it, and I'm excited to see where it goes. And in 2024, there is little time to wait for our first special event as the year hits real, real fast. Podcast Promo Rumble 9. We will predict the Royal Rumble, and either the World TV or Knowledge Champion will get their own challenger. We'll find out at the Max Lees where you or who gets to pick. Go, obviously, go to the beautifully done website, maxwrestlingnet.com forward slash rumble9 for all your information, y'all. Nine rumbles that we've done. Jesus, criminy. All right, so before we get to our main event this festive season, let's put some points on the boards first with the twatometer. Oh, why'd you do it? Bunch of neckbeards, stinky twats. Yeah, so I'm stuck on Sean, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, the, the Ridge Holland thing got me. It did. Uh, I had this was the first last yesterday, or not yet, Tuesday. I, I'm already thinking it was fucking the enemy. Tuesday was the first time in a long time that I truly sat down and said, All right, I'm going to watch 
NXT. And I was liking the show a lot. And then that happened. And I already had like a bad feeling watching Ridge Holland against against Dragonoff, and it wasn't ultra bad. But he's doing his throws, he's doing his suplexes, and they all look fine. They all look good. You know what I mean? Dragonoff, you know, has sold for stronger guys before, and then that happened, and I literally did the ah, freak <laughs> through the remote in the air. Oh my god, he's dead. He's gonna. I just seen a man die. Walked away, came back, realized he's not dead. And then seeing all the social media, seeing all the hubba, 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 hubba. And it just, again, it begs the question of why? I don't understand. Like, as you've said beautifully, Biggie may never wrestle again. May never wrestle again. A guy that should have been multiple time world heavyweight champion, world champ, whatever the fuck, can't wrestle no more because of a freak accident by this guy. Then you go and do it by a guy that is a giant up and coming star for you, for what? But for what reason? That's why I keep harping back to you. What is the reason? And it can't be for storyline. It can't be for heat. It just doesn't make enough sense for you to do that for you to whether whether it's just an excellent sell by Dragonoff or it's the real deal. I, it, it's just not. It's not where the money's at. I understand AEW gets shit all day long for bleeding their ass off. I don't need to see guys intentionally get hurt. I would rather see dudes intentionally blade themselves for effect than a dude land on his neck for effect. So for for that, bro, I, I don't want to give the whole five because I there's there's he's a Christian man. I'm sure there was conscience in there somewhere. So Sean gets four, but trust me, I'm watching NXT this now. And it, more is coming for him. I promise you. I promise you. He's on the list. Yeah, it, it was a very questionable decision. You're telling me, bud. Um, all right, then. So that takes us to the yeet meter Come on with the yeet. Yeet. You feel me? For real. Do you feel him, sir? I do. So as HBK gets cold this Christmas, um... My instinct is just to give throw more points, throw all the points at Tony Storm, um, all the time, all the points, all the time. But I got to give some to AJ. Um, Hell yeah! Great return. Like we said, he's looking jacked. He's he's beefed up a little bit. Um, but like he he took out LA Knight, man. So I'm yeah, gonna give AJ three yeet points. Anybody else, you would have got the whole five. <laughs> yeah. And... Anybody else? Uh, uh, oh, well. I, you know, I'm going to give another two to Tony Storm. Um, because it cracked me brilliant. up. I, I did actually see this clip. It cracked me up how um, Mariah May saved her from, uh, from Rio. Mm-hmm. And then even though Mariah Ray's been following Tony Storm around for weeks, you know, Basically carrying her bags. Tony Storm like, who is that? <laughs> Tony Storm's the best. <laughs> so uh she, she is now head. Rick Flair is currently at the top of the tw- of the Twantometer with six points and at the top of the Unometer right now, tied with five points, is Tony Storm and Randy Orton. This is so awesome. I love these new meters. These are great. <laughs> uh we we should probably put graphics up or something. We'll 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 do it every couple of weeks. Yeah, just kind of gauge where we're at. 
All right, then it is time for the main event. Um, Beer called out any member of Dragon Club for a promo exhibition, and it was decided in the meeting last week. Uh, well, he pretty much decided for himself that it would be the Phoenix who accepts the challenge. Um, personally, I wanted to give it to somebody else who we may or may not mention, but it's going to be Phoenix. So here's Beer versus Phoenix. Beer versus Dragon Club promo exhibition main event. Go get a beer. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. I try to be a nice guy. I try to play by you. A few weeks ago, I issued an open challenge to any member of the Dragon Club at Christmas Clash. Now, I won't lie to you all, I felt nothing but disrespected for not even being recruited by three guys I consider family, as brothers. And it appears to me that the Phoenix doesn't want me there, you little fool. Lawyer and captain would welcome me. Are you kidding me, Craig? Have you ever heard of strength in numbers? With my vision and my presence, this group will be the most powerful force known to mankind. Craig? When I eventually get my knowledge championship back somewhere down the line, I'll even give you first crack. Or are you going to bitch about that too? It's 2024 coming for Christ's sakes. Lying in the sand, water under the bridge. I don't care if you don't want me in the Dragon Club, but that's fine with me. But it appears to me, bruv, you're scared. That I will take your place and make the Dragon Club more dominant than it's ever fucking been. And speaking of been, remember this, boys. I drove Larkin out of Max Wrestling Podcast. Larkin is in the bin. <clears throat> At the trash where he belongs. I'm the fastest rising dude going, my man. You want a beer? You got him. And the Welsh dragon runs through my veins more than you'll never know. Besides, Craig, the way you've gone on saying about things about my past, everyone knows that you're all bitch and no bite. And lastly, boys, a wise man once said, Let me in. In a change to our advertised schedule, it will not be the Phoenix Basin Beer this week. It will be the newest member of Dragon Club. So sorry, Beer. 
It's not me. Your title. You did it. Congratulations, you world champion. I'm proud of you. Okay. Hey, Walker. Thank you. Now take it to the max. Hey, Walker. I think you're going to need this more than I do. When you're ready. Phoenix, I'm going to start with you, my friend, and I do mean that. I do consider you a true friend, and I, I understand that we've had a rough history, but you need to know your beef is with the walker, not with me. You see, like Dazzy said last week, I have changed. I'm not that same person I used to be. I know, I know it's not going to be easy to trust me. And I hope by the end of this promo, we'll start getting there. Beer, I'm sorry that you had to waste an entire promo on Phoenix and in reality actually have to face me. Um, I don't have a bad thing to say about you. You're a good friend as well. I wish you were in Dragon Club. And I know that's why you called out Dragon Dragon Club. You won't in. But you have to be a world champion. So don't sit there and pick a fight with us. Because we can have your back if you need it. But your fight is with Cypher. Your fight is with Corey. The new world champion. And he may have turned down the offer to join. But I'm still very, very proud of him. A lot's changed since I've been away. I don't even, it's been what, about six, seven, maybe eight months or something like that? I, I, this year has been one of the roughest, hardest, toughest, you name it. It's been terrible for me. I didn't walk away because I couldn't hack it or however Moses wanted to put it. I walked away because life was just too hard. Now, Beer, at Promo Series, you you had to experience something you shouldn't have. Here at Night's Wrestling, it's always been the same. Don't talk about 
Unfortunately, you had an opponent that wanted to mention your family. And I apologize for you. I apologize to you, rather. If that happened to me, I would be taking a road trip about six hours down the road and handle business a different way. However, that's the old me, this is the new, and I'm not going to go down that road. But I mentioned the whole family thing because we may not be able to talk about other people's families, but we are allowed to talk about our own. Earlier this year, I lost my mother. It was tragic, unexpected, and one of the most difficult things I've ever had to experience. That's why I walked away. That's why I left. Not only that, but look, I was going through a huge transition. Not just with losing my mother, but losing weight. Getting a smile. A smile that my mother's never going to get to witness. These are the things that I had to deal with. So Moses, you can sit there and run your mouth and run any narrative that you want. But to say that I cannot hack it anymore is why I walked away wrong go. No, no, no. If I was LA night, I'd be hitting the button going, dummy. Wrong. You're wrong. So if you're going to put my name into your mouth, then that's when we have a real fucking problem. In fact, that's the reason why I'm back. You, sir, ignited the fire in me that I had lost. But not just you. Your other little lackey. <laughs> the mercenary. Chris Reed, you have been putting a target on the captain's back for months. And now... Now you're going to get a taste of your own medicine when a target is put on your back. And I'm going to hand deliver it myself. What's this thing that you always say, Chris? Let me switch it up. I know where you work. I know where you live. One way or another, Regardless of the results of your match today, whether you walk out champion or not, you want to know who's next? I'm next. And when I'm through with you, tell your boss, daddy's back. <laughs> I'm fucking... Um. Blown. Merry Christmas. I bring you the walker. Risen Aye. from the shadows. Um, sorry, Beer. What can I say? Travis meets all requirements. He's a former world champion. 
And like he said himself, he, he got a little bit of Welsh blood in him, which was a surprise to me. But I um God damn ancestry. It, it's funny how enemies unite at funny times. So maybe next week we'll have an official induction to welcome Travis Anderson to the Dragon Club. But thank you for joining us. Uh, I hope we rocked you harder than the Walkers return before we go anywhere. Here's what Moses has for you, Pensionet Geeks, this week on the A to B, your retro rewind. Oh, God. I'm rocked as it is, fucking still stumbling and bumbling, trying to recover. Good God almighty. Fucking the guy's back. Uh, Speaking of back, there's a lot. Ugh. There's a lot. TSK is trying to figure out if we want to do, like, a... They want to do something. Just know that TSK is dropping an episode and or two. Uh, I do know for sure, um, even though I'll probably be able to plug it again next week, we are planning on doing a full-blown Wrestle Kingdom review. Again, Wrestle Kingdom is back-to-back nights, or I think is it, I think back-to-back nights. I don't know. I have to figure it out. It is two nights, though, I think. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll cover that. As for all the fun sports stuff, congratulations. You're at the right place. Not one, two, three, four. I think five episodes are going to drop between tomorrow and Saturday. So... I have been working tirelessly at doing this and decided that, fuck it, whether it's it's, it's uh, up to some standards or not, it's going to go down. So there's, uh, there's I want to say, it's either three or two. One of them has two, one of them has three. So you're going to get a handful of, of some Spurs talk from, a, from an American that has no idea what he's talking about, but according to beer, he does. And you're going to get a whole <laughs> lot of me yelling about these damn Chargers after they fired their GM head coach. There's a lot. There's a lot to unravel. The January transfer window for the Premier League is getting ready to open, and we need center backs. We also could use some midfielders and maybe even a striker with the Afcon with the, uh, with the Afcon and the fucking Asian Cup happening. And then, of course, you know, draft happens with the, in April coming for the NFL. So again, a lot to happen, a lot to unravel, and all of that's going to happen right here under the Max Wrestling banner. And the only way to figure out any more of that fun stuff is to hit the fun socials. Check out the uh, the artist formerly known as Twitter, the X Machine, if you will, Max Wrestling UK, Cat Five One Two SMR Podnet, and soon to be KTM Sports. Give it time, and also check out the beautifully done website, MaxWrestlingNet.Weebly.com, and do not forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button on all of those platforms. Come join us on the Facebook. Come be part of Cheap Heat. Be a part of all the fun stuff. Be, just be interactive. I promise you, we're fun. I promise you, we're on TikTok, Instagram, all that. Get on there and get it moving. Yeah, we're, we're, we're fun, and we don't bombard you. With, you can't talk about that. No, talk about whatever. Yeah, post some shit. Open post forum, baby. Stuff. Open forum. O- open forum, just no open toe. Hey. <laughs> and no uh, open dildo. <laughs> Boy. And with that said, join us next week for the final Thursday of the year with World's End predictions and the maxis on the following shit. When is New Year's Eve? I think it's Sunday. Um, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas and we will see you next week. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Malikidiki Maka. Merry Christmas to all and Travis, go fuck yourself. Damn this. Bad over the microphone. <laughs>